What's going on? DB here, and I am talking everything you need to know about Silverado's North Course, the host site of the Fortinet Championship. Everything you need to know, nothing you don't, in just about 15 minutes or less. Let's get to it, including a hot tip from a past champion that could be a cheat code for everybody and something we need to remember when we're looking at who could win here. All right, let's get into it. I'm going to start it off. uh, Let's talk about, you know, kind of what we've seen historically in terms of odds and winners here. We had Max Home at 60 to 1, guys like Brendan Steele. Uh, Brendan Steele's won here twice, 33 to 1 and 50 to 1. Kevin Tway at 66 to 1. Cam Champ at 80 to 1. Stuart Sink at 200 to 1. Uh, so it's it's kind of been this middle of the road. It's kind of been long shot season, honestly. We haven't really had a whole lot of shorter numbers win this event. Obviously, the field is usually kind of weak. Um, so, you know, you tend to get some of that. But a little bit of variance here. This is typical. This is a pretty average golf course in terms of the PGA Tour. You'll see that in just a minute when I start getting into the stats. I will tell you this. The last seven of the last eight years, the first round leader has come from the AM wave. And that's probably in part due to the POA surfaces, the POA green surfaces that we've got here at Silverado. But if you're playing showdown uh, or you bet first round leaders, which I typically don't advise you bet first round leaders, but if you're doing it or you're playing showdown, that AM wave definitely gets the better version of the POA green surfaces. Uh, Johnny Miller, Robert Trent Jones did kind of a renovation here in the past. Um, and, And Corn Ferry Tour, guys, this is this tends to be the event that the Corn Ferry Tour guys show up. The rookies uh, get here. It's their probably their first event on the PGA Tour season. And they do tend to, to play well. You can have Corn Ferry Tour guys go well. Especially keep in mind those Corn Ferry Tour players who ran hot, ran hot in the Corn Ferry Tour finals. Because it was just a couple of weeks prior to this event on the calendar. So if they're running hot in the finals, they can a lot of times keep that form going, keep that confidence going. It's pretty cool. Stuart Sink has the 72-hole course record here, and Chesson Hadley has the 18-hole course record here, which those are two guys where they're, they're just pretty average golfers, right? Like, they don't do anything super exceptionally well. Um, Stuart Sink definitely added some, some distance prior to the year he won. Chesson Hadley's not as short as you may think he is, but he, he can be a pretty short short hitter. or He's not, like, super long, I guess. But this is just kind of a who's who. You know, anybody can come up and win this thing is basically what I'm trying to tell you. Let's take a look, though, at the golf course. Let's start off with the scorecard. Uh, by the way, I want you to comment here for me. Hit the like button. Comment who's the best team in college football right now. Best team in college football. Who do you think it is? College football is gearing up right now. I'm interested to see what you have to say. I have my thoughts. I won't share them here, but I'm interested, okay? Who's the best team in college football? Subscribe to the YouTube channel if you've not already, and if you're listening on podcasts, leave us a five-star review, okay? That'd be really nice of you to do. Five stars write something nice, comment, write a nice comment. Even if you've done it in the past few months, you can do it again, kind of refreshes, and it helps us get discovered by more golf addicts, and that really helps the tour junkies. So it only costs you about a minute to do, and it helps us a lot. All right, here's the scorecard for Silverado Resort and Spa's North Course. You can see it's a par 72. They're going to tip it out around 7,100 yards. Uh, In the last couple years, it's actually played less than that. So these yardages kind of don't mean much. Uh, you can see the par fives all fairly gettable. The longest one around 575 if they tip it out. Uh, a lot of guys, a lot of players get to these par fives in two. Scoring and eating on these par fives is an absolute must, okay? Absolute must. Um, and then you can see these par fours. There's a lot of shorter par fours, shorter than that 450 range, which is probably going to mean a lot of wedges in hand. More on that in just a second. 
the par threes are kind of where a lot of the, some of the teeth can lie, but they're still rather benign. This is just a very benign golf course, honestly. All right, uh, let's take a look at some features. Off the tee, you're going to find some dog legs, tree line shots. Uh, however, there isn't a ton of trouble out there. The rough isn't too bad, and most players agree that as long as you're on the best angle into the green, uh, that being in the rough isn't that terrible. So as long as you're on the proper side of the fairway, most players don't mind being in the rough here. It's never really all that bad, and there's not a lot of hazards out here, uh, you know, water hazards or OB. It's just it's not that big a deal. The, the, I guess the only way this golf course restricts you from just absolutely nutting driver all day is, the, is some of the dog legs. However, Camp Champ definitely uh, won here just ripping driver. So more on that in a second. Plenty of par fours, like I said, in that 400 to 450 range, which is just going to give everybody wedge opportunities. Wedge shots between 75 and 125 yards are nearly double the PGA Tour average here uh, over the last five years. So a lot less of those mid and long iron shots here and a lot more of those wedges for the entire field. So this is going to become kind of a dart throwing competition. And can you stick it close and make your putts and convert for birdies and eat on these par fives? The greens are mostly POA with some bent mixed in there. They got some slope. They do have some slope. They got some speed. There's a lot of tears to these greens. Players talk about how some, some of that makes these greens play smaller than they are. And obviously, when you have wedges in hand, I mean, with almost every you know, par four and par five, like, how are you going to make the golf course difficult if you don't, you know, if you don't have tiers and you don't have slopes, you don't have gnarly green surfaces? And the greens are really the main defense of Silverado, that's for sure. All right, some stats and trends to pay attention to. Silverado ranks in the middle, very average. Again, you're going to hear that a lot, average. In terms of driving distance at around 286 yards on the PGA Tour since 2015, but it is in the top five lowest in fairways hit at 59.5%. In other words, like I said, it just doesn't matter if you're in the fairway or not here. It really doesn't. Plenty of people are missing fairways, but the rough just isn't terrible. Only Eastlake and Torrey Pines South have narrower fairways as Silverado fairways average around 27 yards. So if a lot of people are missing them because they're tied or tree line, why wouldn't you just rip driver and be further down in this rough that's not that bad? Silverado sees an average of 71.3% in terms of green and regulation and ranks in the top 15 easiest in terms of green and regulation on the PJ Tour since 2015. Everybody's hitting a ton of greens, again. So it comes down to how close are you hitting it and are you making these putts. Also, this tells me we can throw out strokes gain around the green. Won't matter. If it matters to you, you're likely not making the weekend. Who cares? So throw out strokes gain around the green. Silverado plays in the bottom third easiest uh, in terms of courses on the PJ Tour in general since 2015. So I probably didn't word that very well. It's kind of stupid, but it, it plays easy is what I'm saying. Okay, very average, very easy is Silverado. Okay, player quotes. This is one thing I wanted to, I was alluding to in the beginning. Camp Champ said, quote, I just play the par fives as aggressively as I can. Obviously, the key is getting it in the fairway out here. Some of the par fives are pretty narrow. And then from there, like I said, I usually play my best whenever I stay aggressive. And that's what I try to do on the par fives. Out here, it just depends on the pins. Sometimes I don't even care if I'm in the rough. It doesn't really matter. I'll just try to position it off the tee. If the pin's far left, I'll play the right side. And like I said, I'll take it in the rough being up there hitting the driver. Camp Smith, Camp Champ, sorry, is telling you, Rip driver. Eat on the par fives. Rip driver. Rough's not bad. Don't care. And I think that's kind of the cheat code, right? I, that's, that's the cheat code I was alluding to. For these like really, really long hitters that are in this, in this field, that's, that's how I would attack it. Uh, Brendan Steele, 
another pretty long hitter, one here twice, says, quote, the difficulty on this course is definitely on the greens. You have to be careful where you, where you leave it. They're quick and have a lot of slope. A few have tons of slope. Uh, numbers three, four, and eight on these holes. If you get on the wrong side, you've got no chance, all right? And then Justin Rose said, quote, yeah, this is a golf course where you have to drive it well. If you do drive it well around here, you set up a lot of birdie chances. The par fives are all within range, and then there are a lot of par fours where you just have wedges into the greens, and that's why you see guys going low. Also, it's a tricky course. It has its subtleties. You got to put the ball in play. There are some dog legs and pretty narrow off the tee. So, you know, I think that confirms a lot about what we're talking about. My key stats. Don't forget, hit the like button, subscribe, drop a comment, and uh, leave a five-star review if you're listening on Apple or Spotify. Um, Stroke chain approach is always important. Obviously, uh, I like it way more than I like proximity stats. I hate proximity stats. Um, so stroke chain approach is what we're looking at. Also, opportunities gained is the key stat that's proprietary to Fantasy National. If you don't have a Fantasy National membership, go to fantasynational.com slash TJ, save 20% off, and get the, the membership that you need if you're going to be serious and you want to be halfway competitive in betting or playing DFS golf. you got to have a Fantasy National membership. But opportunities gained is telling us how many opportunities guys have been giving themselves uh, within 15 feet of the hole in or under regulation. Okay, so it's opportunities. It's birdie eagle opportunities. Um, I'm looking at distance and accuracy. I think you can look at strokes gain off the tee. I would rather see them both. I would rather see, okay, I, I want to I see the distance and accuracy side by side. So when I'm running the model, I want to see them side by side because like, I will take a guy who's really high up there in distance, but the accuracy is kind of like middle of the road, and, and maybe I just want to know how he's gaining those strokes. If, if he's not a long hitter, but he's one of the more accurate players in the entire field, then that says something to me. Um, you know, when it's a scoring contest, you got to look at DraftKings scoring. You got to look at par five scoring because they've got to eat on those and birdies or better gained on Fantasy National. Those are our key scoring stats. And then obviously for putting, looking at long term and short term putting. Honestly, for now, since this is like the first event of the year and we, we don't have some, some recent form out of these guys. I would probably just strictly look at long-term putting. And, and do they like POA? Look at their splits on POA. If they're really, really bad, that could be bad. Okay, I mean, our, our buddy Kevin Kisner absolutely hates POA. He, he tries to avoid it at all costs. So, um, you know, are they going to be comfy on POA? California guys, West Coast guys, obviously are going to be more comfortable at least having, you know, putt on POA a lot. Uh, okay, let's take a look at the course horses now. Let me tell you this. Not all these players will be in the field. Obviously, the first one's a live player. Not all these players will be in the field, but, but why I do this, and this is pulled from, it's important to know how I, find, how I pull this data. This is pulled from data golf, and I really like this one thing they do in, course, in their course history stats where uh, you, they basically tell you the strokes gained versus their average expectation on a, on a normal course. And so I sort it, and I say, I sort it by Silverado only, and they have to have a minimum of 12 rounds played. Minimum 12 rounds. That's key here. Because I want some decent sample size here. So if they've played at least 12 rounds on Silverado, I sort it by strokes gained versus expectation. And then I'm giving you these relevant names here. Uh, and these are the course horses is how I'm defining it. Um, so again, some of these may be in the field, some of them not. And I do this on a lot of these course breakdowns to try to give us an idea of what type of players do we see here. Now, unfortunately, with Silverado, like the type of player is all kind of different players because it's just one of those golf courses. But you got Leishman, Cameron Percy, Michael Gligic, Brendan Steele, 
Tony Finau, Mav McNeely, Peter Malnati, Cam Champ, Andrew Putnam, Zach Blair, Mark Hubbard, and Shez Reevy. I mean, just look at this. Glig hits it a long way. Steele hits it a long way. Finau a long way. Champ a long way, right? Those are, those are bombers. Guys who are super short, Shez Reevy, Mark Hubbard, Zach Blair, Peter Malnati. All those guys are really, really freaking short. So there's, there's more than one way to get it done here. That's for sure. All right, opposite of course horses, we have the track hacks, and it's the same. I'm doing it the same way. I'm just looking at the bottom of their strokes gain versus expectation. So guys on this list, at least in their 12-round sample size on Silverado, just don't perform to what, what you would expect them to do and actually well below it. Uh, Robert Streb, Webb Simpson, Joel Damon, Kelly Kraft, Ryan Armour, uh, Adam Schink, Brandon Hagee, John Huh, Russell Knox, David Hearn, Charlie Hoffman, and Lucas Glover are your, uh, are your track hacks. So that is Silverado. That is what we need to know. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I forgot. I don't think so. That was a crisp one. It was a really crisp one. Under 15 minutes, what I tell you, five stars, review. Like button, comment, subscribe, check out the podcast. Let's have a heck of a heck of a week, okay? Have a heck of a week, all right? Make your screens be green, and let's bend over some bookies. Make them pay. See ya!